Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. Yo, Kieran. Oh, the, God. <laughs> uh, the Boy Scout got the Ellie badge. The, the what? The, 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 uh, the Boy badge? Scout got the Ellie badge at the end of the movie. And if you didn't want to hear that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler somewhat related to the studio that we're looking at today. Oh, I'm with you now. You I'm got like, it. I'm like, what is this? The last Boy Scout? Last last horse crossed the finish line there. Um, <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the show... I'm sorry for Matty D's confusion there. What he likes to do is spoil famous movies or in some cases, you know, really overhyped, mediocre movies such as the one that he just Oh, what? That's a great movie. I mean, the first bit is at least. People seem to forget there's a whole rest of the movie after that opening scene. (laughs) That isn't as great. Well, it is the title of the show, you know. But yeah, so what we typically do is we look at upcoming Hollywood blockbusters. We look at the trailer. We look at the poster. We look at any promotional material we can get our hands on. And then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. Now, typically what we'll do is we'll go away and come up with our own separate plots. But this week, we're joining forces, we're uniting in our efforts, and we're coming up with a plot together. Yeah, we're going to see if teamwork prevails and if both of our strengths and ideas can make an actual plot that we'll see in the movie cinema. That's absolutely correct. And the movie that we're covering this week is the upcoming Pixar. I feel like we only just talked about one. Yeah, it didn't seem that long ago. It's the upcoming Pixar Studios film. Soul. Yes. Not to be confused with Soul Man. That's a very different yes. movie. Which is great because we've got Soul, but we're not soldiers. Wow, you've been really preparing these for this I just week, wanted to you? say that. That's the one thing I wanted to say in this episode. And I just wanted to point out as well that if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, I haven't been able to say this for weeks, <laughs> you know, but if you right. want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, Scoob is currently out on video on demand. So I love you're... that. That was not that long ago that we did Scoob. No, and it was already only a couple of weeks. They've just rushed it out. I don't yeah. know why. Well, it was originally going to be released on the date that it's coming out on video on demand so we would have seen it in cinemas had it gone to cinemas we would have rushed out to the movie we would have seen it at the same point anyway but yeah if you want to spend 30 dollars on scoob be my guest and you can find out how close we were to the actual film i'm going to watch it i'm going to watch it on the day that it comes out just because i want to see how close we got yeah so you can either listen to our scoob episode before or after the movie yep i think we think it's it's better better afterwards i think better afterwards just so in case you know maybe we get something right maybe it spoils scoob for you but listen to the episode let us know what you think if we missed anything if it was really obvious or yeah. really glaring we had a lot of strong opinions on Scoob so I'm really really keen to see if they pay out at all mm. and I think we had varying different opinions as well between the two of us yeah we did so yeah which of the two of us will get closer to which the mark is, which is always out. great Kieran you can when, find out right now when we do a when we do a collaboration yeah and we have differing opinions yeah and we just end up fighting and bickering <laughs> the whole time I'm sure that's not going to happen this week I know I say that every time yeah, alright because I said that with Wonder Woman 1984, and of oh course, my god, of course, we just argued the whole time. Yeah, but yeah well, this one I can guarantee you we're on the same page because to me, Soul looks like a cut and dried Pixar. Yeah, movie. I agree. I agree. Now I forgot that this was a collaboration today, so I actually wrote, I actually like looked at my plot and actually you put all that extra effort developed in. it in my head. But I think you know we were going to be on the same page with this one anyway. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure we would have had the same plot. So it's just a matter of whether we agree on your plot or not. <laughs> So if you're not familiar with the upcoming movie Soul, it's being written and directed by the same guy who brought us Inside Out, Up and Monsters, Inc., Pete Doctor. 
And it was originally supposed to be coming out, I think, next month, but it has been delayed until the 10th of November. Like most movies. Like most movies. In this time. Every movie that we're talking about currently is coming out in either November or December. Yeah, if that. Fingers crossed. We will see, we'll see. Fingers crossed. I really want them to. I want to go back to cinemas, Oh my God, I miss going to the movie theaters. Yeah, exactly. I went to the movies 19 times last year, and now it just feels like there's a huge void in my life. Well, I mean, we have to go for this show. Yeah, exactly. um, I always enjoy going to the movie theaters, which is why it's such a big loss in my life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I I guess don't get too attached to it because a lot of people are saying that this is like the death knell for the cinema industry. It might be Dunsky's. (laughs) Cinema will become like a fathom event. You pay $70 for a ticket. I hope not. I hope the least still have their popcorn there. Yeah, fingers crossed. It will be gourmet popcorn. (laughs) It'll be like $20 for a bucket. Not that it already isn't. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, anyway. Maybe cinemas should close. I hate the cinema. What? You love the cinema. <laughs> no, Come on. I'm joking. Netflix cannot fill the void. So I don't know if you wanted to talk about this point in the movie or not, but one of the things that they're lauding and applauding about this upcoming movie is that they're heralding the fact that it's the first Pixar movie to feature a black lead. Yeah, I think that's worth pointing out, which is good. Yeah. Oh, what's funny is until... I don't want to sound like one of those people who's like, oh, I don't see race, I don't yeah. see colour or creed. But I really didn't even think about it or consider it until I read an article that pointed it out. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, wasn't was I thought there was another one, wasn't there? Wasn't Coco? Well, that was Latino. That was oh, okay. Mexican, right? Not and black. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Two different races there. Well, Matty that's good. D. <laughs> yeah. Say, well, Manny D what? doesn't see race and color. He's like Mexicans are black to me. I thought you said this was the only non-white. Uh, I thought they no, were no, heralding no. it as the only non-white. The first to feature uh, a black lead. Okay, specifically. Cool. And of course, they kill him off. <laughs> kill him off in the opening title. Yeah, exactly. He's gone. Oh, yeah, they do, actually. What the hell? Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, is he actually dead? I guess that's something we'll that see. we're going to we'll discuss see. in this episode. So what do we know about the movie so far, Matty D? All right, so so far we've had a teaser and we've had two trailers. That's right. And I think the trailers give a lot of information personally about the yeah. overall plot. So Especially we, the second trailer. Yes. So we see it's about a high school music teacher named Joe Gardner. Yep. And he has dreams and aspirations of being a jazz musician. And just when things are seemingly going his way and he's achieving his dreams, he falls into a manhole and goes into a sort of purgatory style afterlife where he's, instead of being a human form, he's like a little soul form. It's like a little Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yes. But with legs. And uh, he finds, instead of going to whatever the afterlife is, he finds he goes into the area before, I guess, souls are born and runs a market. Called the Great Before. Yeah. And, uh, and he's trying to find his way back to his body, I guess. Yep. And while he's in the great before, he comes across 22, who is a rambunctious little soul who has never been attached to a body, I suppose, never been sent out into the world because they just don't think that she's ready yet. She's too negative. Mm. There's never been a negative soul in the whole universe. Never. Before. Like never. Hitler, they were like, go on, off you go, little Hitler. You're an artist. You've got great ideals. Go out there and change the world. But you... You're the person who doesn't think that pizza is worthwhile. You're going to stay here for a couple of hundred years. Well, what it looks like to me is that she just doesn't want to go. No. So it's like almost like she's refusing to go rather yeah. than they're saying it's, she's It's a mental ready. block rather than, yeah. a, uh, rather than a lack of ability, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And what's interesting about this movie is they're saying that, you know, you get your attributes before... Yeah, I was just about to bring like, that up. Like, wouldn't you? Aren't you some, somewhat shaped by your, your, your environment, your experiences, yeah. your family? No, you know, no, Maddie D. Every interest you have in life. So you were trained as a podcaster <laughs> before you were ever sent to Earth in the first place. So everything you like is preordained so, by the universe. So the guy from the IT crowd has yeah. just like inundated me with uh, yeah. my amazing podcast skills. 
yes. and ability to speak, obviously. So and the reason that down. you like so much BBW porn is mm. because Richard Aioti like drilled it into you. <laughs> As it a little makes sense soul. now. It makes sense. That's an interesting point. Like, I think we had these same existential discussions when we talked about Toy Story. No, well, yes, Toy Story, but as well as Inside Out in our old show, Best Movie Quest. Still available on iTunes. That's right. So remember how we were talking about, well, what would the mind of a serial killer look like? Mm. If we're seeing the mind of an average teenage girl. What would a serial killer's mind look like? What would someone with a severe mental disability look like? Mm. Now we can ask these same existential questions of soul because... Are they saying that all, I don't know, murderers, are they preordained as murderers? Yes. Before they go out into the world? That's a very good question. That's what this movie is suggesting. I think this movie won't touch on those existential questions. And I think it'll very... I think it's just done in a light way, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, you like basketball, so your soul is like driven to basketball. What they're basically trying to say is like, if you have like a, a desire or the inclination to play music, that's like in your soul. That's a part of your being. Yeah. From birth, like yeah. you, were, you were born, you're destined. It's in your soul to be a great musician, which which makes for a nice message in a movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. quit your day job. Always say yeah. Quit your boring day job. That's what I was like Betty watching. D, I watching. did. <laughs> Here we are today. Yes, and so, you're happier for it. There yeah, you go. exactly. So you can't have one without the other. I don't want to go too dark with it, mm. but like, are they really suggesting on the same way that you're? I know where you're going. I know where you're going with this. A musician. Are you are you yep. preordained to be a serial rapist? Uh are you preordained to be like George Pell? <laughs> what a great conversation for a Pixar-based show. They brought it up. It look, wasn't us. Look, I think what they're going to do is they're going to say you're given quirks, like your soul is given quirks, but yeah. the world shapes you afterwards. And, you know, maybe it's like... That's going to be the overall message, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe it's like, you know, like for, for Joe, Joe is an example. His soul is like he's got jazz in his soul or whatever. Yeah. But like it's the got world, the music in him. The world has changed him. Yeah. To do whatever. I else think that will do. be the message to twenty two. We can discuss this as we talk about oh, yeah. the plot. But yeah, I think yeah, the overall message is going to be: look, nothing is preordained. You're shaped by your experiences. You wouldn't be the. I wouldn't be the little Casper the Friendly Ghost man <laughs> I am today if it wasn't for the world which shaped me. So you might yeah. have music in your soul, but if it wasn't for my experiences, I wouldn't get the best out of it. Yeah, and maybe that's something one of the characters, one of those weird Lionel Blob things. Yeah. say to Joe or whoever or 22 is like, hey, you know, nothing set in stone. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about like the people who shape them, like the teachers yep. and the other sort of, yep. they're like line outlines. Like they look like a little two minute doodle that you draw mm. on a piece of paper. Like they're an outline of a person essentially. Yeah. They're not a soul. They're like, I don't know, omnipotent, an omnipotent beings. So with these kind of movies and with Pixar as a studio, I know that they're not going to go into what the afterlife is because they don't want to no. offend their Christian audiences yeah, yeah, and all that because for, for whatever reason, people are going to get angry about that. So it's interesting that they're saying that, you know, these creatures are creating life. Well, or souls. Souls, souls. yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Well, they're not really creating the life. They're just creating the soul. Yeah, but the soul is So it's that one specific realm. So let's talk about who's in the movie before we get any further into this plot. So playing Joe Gardner himself, the jazz musician who has music in his soul, is Jamie Foxx. Yes, and have we spoken about him in this podcast? We've never spoken about Jamie Foxx That really surprises me. I'm really surprised about that. He doesn't do that many movies. He does like one maybe a year. Really? He likes to pick his projects because you know, he gets really invested in his movies. Right. So, of course, he well, appeared in one of our favorite movies of all time, Django Unchained. Yes. But, of course, uh, the first movie that came to mind, I think one of the first main Jamie Foxx movies I saw growing up was the Miami Vice movie. Uh-huh. What a terrible movie that was. And he basically refused to film the last scene of that movie, so he's not in it for a huge bit. Yeah. 
And then they like have this other footage of him just in another location doing stuff. And we're supposed to believe it's the same location. But of course, I think a lot of people know him for his Academy Award winning performance in Ray, the Ray Charles biopic. Yep. If you've ever seen that movie. Uh, Electro in the Spider-Man movie. Oh my God. I completely forgot um, about that. A personal favorite of ours and a movie that inspired this show, Baby Driver. Oh, yes. Yeah, good point. He was one of the two million villains in that movie. <laughs> he was the most obvious villain. He was the one that we're supposed to think is the villain. Yeah. Uh, I always love Jamie Foxx. I always think he does a really good job in whatever role he yeah. does. It's kind of exciting because he usually plays either bad guys or suave guys or, yeah. you know, just to pay or both. A- play a real, you know, normal kind of dude. It doesn't dude. sound like Jamie Foxx. It doesn't sound like him I didn't at all. even realise it was him until I looked up the cast list. Just a mild-mannered nice guy. I kind of am yeah. looking forward to seeing that. He's doing like a real cartoon voice as well. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, playing the rambunctious little soul who refuses to go out into the world. Number 22 is Tina Fey, who I think most people know from her biggest role, 30 Rock. Yes. What else do you know Tina Fey from? Well, uh, she was the teacher in Mean Girls. That's right. That's when I first kind of was aware of her. Yep. Um, does a lot of comedies, I guess, but yep. big writer as well. She's usually joined at the hip with Amy Poehler and they're generally working on projects together. But yeah, here she is without Amy Poehler doing a voice role. Yes. I could bring up my pet peeve about using, you know, screen actors as voice actors, but, you know, I think we've hammered that coffin to death, uh, that analogy. Can I bring work, up... But yeah, I think we've, you know, we've set our piece yes, on that. We yes. don't need to keep going on about it. Voice actors should be given work rather than, you know, screen yeah. actors, but... People who are already getting work. Whatever. Bums on seats, blah, blah, Whatever. Blah. It's, it's our hill that we die on every week. But I just want to bring up my pet peeve is that the old trope of like, there's the main character and then there's the plucky, over-energetic oh, yes. side character. Yeah. And I, kinda, I did want to say this. I'm kind of getting over that now. Yeah. It's the Olaf of this movie. It's the donkey, even though he's the OG. It's yes. the, um, who is the girl in Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Penelope, whatever her name was. Or Vanellope, whatever her name was. I can't remember. I didn't see Wreck-It Ralph. But yeah, just the annoying one. I know I'm going to hate 22 because just from the trailer alone, she looks What about her dance, Kieran? Yeah, well, that was what triggered me in the first place. I'm like, oh, God, I'm not going to like this. Yeah, look, there's a lot of things in this movie. To their credit, Onward didn't really have that. I suppose you could say that the older brother character in the movie was the the plucky, funny one. But there was a lot of heart to that character as well. You know, they might bring that to this character of 22, but it's not going to be the same. I guess I would like to see them go into a different direction, do something new. And, you know, the the trailer doesn't really show that. You're asking this from the guy who brought us Monsters, Inc. and Inside Out. Dude, this movie just seems like Inside Out. Yeah. It's just like Inside Out. Same writer, out, same director. Just with a different kind of All Monsters Inc. Filter if you think it. about it, it's pretty much Monsters Inc. as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not seeing a lot of things that are original about this movie. So, no. you know, I would but like we've to already, be we've already said this about Pete Doctor in the past. Like, mm. he always seems to have these really wild and crazy ideas and people say, wow, what an original idea. But, but this is not an original idea. When you idea. break it down, you're like, you've seen it a million times yeah, before. Th- this whole going to an afterlife, trying to get back to your body, that's not an original idea at all. Yeah. Well, maybe oh. the whole souls being formed beforehand mm. might be, but yeah, I, I could probably do some research and find that it's not that yeah. original either. But yeah, you know, we just seem to hate on this guy. Let's not hate <laughs> on him Pete. too much. Poor Pete. Anyway, moving on, playing Dorothea Williams, the iconic jazz singer who I suppose Joe has always dreamed of being a part of her ensemble, mm. part of her quartet, is Angela Bassett. Now, if you're not familiar with Angela Bassett, she's an activist as well as an actor. We've talked about her before, believe it or not. We actually haven't spoken about it, but we've certainly watched a movie on this show with her in it. She what, what plays T'Challa's mum in Black Panther and Avengers Endgame. Oh, really? Yeah, that's her. And she was also in Kindergarten Cop. 
great. And Boys in the Hood, which I recently rewatched. You really like that movie? No, I don't. I really don't like Boys in the Hood. I think Menace to Society is a way better movie. Oh, Menace to Society is what you like, yeah. But Boys in the Hood, I don't know. I, I always have these running like personal jokes with that movie that always tickle me when I watch it. So if I want a good laugh, I'll put in Boys in the Hood. <laughs> Who this? Who this? What kind of way is that to answer the phone? I'm sorry, Mom. Let me speak to your daddy. Pop! Telephone! Anyway, moving on. Playing Curly, the band drummer. I, I think they were running out of characters to credit, so they just like, let's just get the other members right, of the quartet. Big prediction, this person will not do a lot in this movie. No, I don't think so either. Uh, and the person who's playing Curly, if you thought Curly was a weird name, playing him is Questlove. Questlove is his name. Yep, his name is Questlove. Now, most people will know... What a cool name. Questlove as a musician and composer. He's actually composed the soundtracks for like a bunch of movies. But yeah, like you say, I can't see Curly making too much of a huge impact. I think it's just there for the cameo to give the movie more cred, more jazz cred, even I mean, though he's I, not really a jazz musician. I, I could see him being like a kind of likable character. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe saying encouraging things to Joe. I don't think the band is going to have a huge impact in the movie. I mean, no. they were a, an omnipresent force throughout Joe's childhood, presumably, because mm. I think he was always inspired by that band or specifically Dorothea Williams mm. growing up. But yeah, I don't think good old Curly is going to be over the shoulder the whole movie no. giving pointers <laughs> he becomes a soul too and he just joins yeah joins the crew next up playing Joe's mother Libba is Felicia Rashad who you may remember as the mum from the Cosby show jeez what that woman must have seen over the years oh, jeez and she I think she also plays what was the name of Apollo Creed's son in the Creed movies uh, I think it's another Greek god, Dionysius Creed or whatever his name is. Adonis? I think she also played... Adonis Creed, was it? Could well be. I can't. I have never seen a Creed movie, I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I think she plays... I, could, I have, and I can't remember the name, but it's a good movie. I do hear that, but I think she plays Creed's mum in that movie. Right. Not Apollo Creed's mum. <laughs> the, the wife of Apollo Creed. The wife of Apollo Creed. And last but not least, playing Paul. Maybe this is least, because this was the person that I struggled to think how he would appear in the movie the most. Playing Paul, who is Joe's neighborhood nemesis, is David Diggs, who is also a musician and composer. Oh, cool. I haven't really seen him in anything, so I can't really speak to him. But yeah, he plays a nemesis of sorts. I, I have an idea of how he might work into the plot. It'll all be playful. Yeah, nothing too concrete. It'll all be playful. So, now that we've run over the cast list, let's get into what we think is going to happen in the movie. We've already thrown some ideas out there already. Well, I think it's going to start with an unrelated short film. Yes, of course, as um, is standard for Pixar. Now, okay, Mr. Smarty Pants, <laughs> what do you think the subject of this short film will be? Because I think there was a, a short film about a haircut at the start of Toy Story 4. So, yeah. what do you think this cute little animated feature will be about? It could be about anything, really. I, I don't know. It'll just be like... Could be like Jerry's game, the old guy playing chess. Yes, yes. Just throw an idea out there and I'll see if I agree with it. All right, I think it will be about... Baking. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be about somebody who loves baking. Okay. It'll be completely silent. Oh, wait, no, they already did that. They did that before Toy Story 4 as well. They had the person who made the sushi, I think. Oh. So they can't do that again. Right. It's going to uh... be someone who's passionate about something. Yeah, they'll be, it'll be... Someone passionate about something. Something quirky that it we can't wouldn't be, consider. It can't be music, because obviously no. that's what the movie is. Yeah, they've reserved that for the main feature. Mm. I think it's going to be about a child. Yep, so um, it'll star a child, not an adult. It'll star a child, not an adult. It'll be a child building something or drawing something, you doing something creative. You don't think it could be an animal, like a bird? Nah. Oh, they already did birds before Monsters, Inc. You know, the birds on a wire one. We're wasting our time predicting this yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah, we could well All right. be. All right. So I reckon it's, it's going to be It's a child about, who's passionate about something. It's a child 
Girl, girl child. Yep, she okay. is trying to build a tower and the tower keeps falling apart. And then eventually she learns to let other people help her build this tower. Great. She's and making a popsicle building. That's what the whole thing's about. Yep, done. Great. Move on. Let's move on to the main plot. So I think the movie will open a lot like the trailer does. So we're going to see the life of Joe, Yep, I believe. So we'll be introduced to him playing music. He gets into the zone when he plays the music. He goes into like a Fantasia style, stylized world as he feels the music and feels the rhythm, feels the rhyme. <laughs> it's okay, boys, time. It's jazz time. Right. And then we'll come out of the zone and he is teaching a class. He, he got absorbed into the zone while demonstrating the jazz piano to his yeah. students. So can I just backtrack a little bit because I sure. think we're going to be opened up to an overly romanticized version of New York. Yes. We're going to see people doing things, you know. People not suffering from the virus. Yes. It's going to be great. People doing things in their everyday life. And that's going to be a character onto itself because yeah. we're celebrating life people absolutely everyday ordinary maybe we hear the music as we see new york we see the subway system we see the buildings we see the manholes shooting up steam we hear the tinkling of the jazz piano and then bam we see joe in his element in the zone music notes floating around his head a real warm sort of pink background or like rich orange background as he like floats throughout the jazz ether and then we're snapped back to reality whoops there goes gravity standard eminem reference and he's he's uh, in the classroom and he's in the classroom. And I think at this stage, we're going to get an insight into Joe's character, that he is actually a good teacher, that he is a yeah. passionate teacher. And he encourages one of his students that may be a little bit shy and lacking self-confidence to perform in front yeah. of her class. He congratulates her. She feels amazing. She yeah. feels Even good. though she's a shit musician. And we love she, Joe. Because she's a child. We yeah. love Joe. And he maybe, he maybe says something like, you know, music is about, I don't know. You know, you got to feel it. you got to feel it in your like, soul. <laughs> music it, is to be shared. It's, it comes from your soul. It doesn't come from a book. Doesn't and he throws the textbook out the window, <laughs> says, fuck it, class is cancelled for the week. It doesn't come home. from life experiences that shape you as a person. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then on that note, he's like, you know what, today's the day. We've got the big open mic this afternoon after class at the Half Note Club. Mm. So, this is what I thought, and I might be jumping ahead a little bit. I thought that he would talk to a friend of his, a colleague, that um, about it and be like, Maybe hey. Maybe his neighbourhood bully, Paul. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I've got a, like a, an audition tonight, and then he realises he's going to be late, and then he runs off and does the whole, right, right. you know, running late, I'm late for an for audition. I'm late for But then I thought, and I don't want to jump too ahead, but I thought that it could be his wife that's also working in the school. I don't think he has a wife. Doesn't he? No. I mean, not one that's credited. Yeah, he doesn't have a credited wife. I think it works better if he doesn't have a wife, if he's a single guy. Yeah, because it could be a love interest. Yeah, exactly. Or somebody who possibly is a love interest. The cute barista down at the coffee shop who he's got a crush on. I like it if it's another teacher as well. All right, yeah, yep. The cute barista teacher. Yeah. Who he's got an eye on. Because originally in my head, what I thought was going to happen was eventually down the track, 22 needs to be born into an actual person. That's right. So what if we get introduced to his wife? Who yeah, is, this was my initial thought, but I don't think it's going to be the case. Pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the movie, I, thought, it turns I think that's out too obvious. I think 22. Baby. Well, I don't think they'd have a white person doing the voice of a black baby that uh, just that, could be me that could be my own prejudice that was my coming in. yeah that was my thought but as yeah well, that was but my initial thought that 22 was going to end up being but they're not going to make a sequel of it but so. i i don't think that's going to be the case i think 22 is going to end up being a child but think about it he's in the hospital in a coma where do babies end up when they're born in the hospital sure. so it could be as simple as we're presuming he survives the ordeal we know it's pixar they like to go for that tearjerker but presuming he survives the ordeal we're going straight to the end of the movie apparently 
Yeah. It could be as simple as he walks past the maternity ward and one of the babies catches his eye. Like, there's something about it, even though it's a newborn. I definitely... And he goes, that could be 22. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be something like that. But anyway, we'll, we'll leave this discussion yeah. till the end. So, he's going to this rehearsal at a yeah. club I, I definitely want to put it out there and say it that I don't think he's married. And the whole reason I say that is because there's a shot in the trailer. It was actually paused on my computer screen when Maddie D came into the studio where we see the people surrounding Joe's bed when he's in a coma. Mm-hmm. And the only people there are his mother and his cat. I just okay. want to point out as well, weirdly enough, they emphasize his cat on the poster. Like, they don't show 22 on the poster. They show his cat I have an up. idea of why that is. Oh, really? Yes, I do. Which is that will... something you want to get into later? Yes. So I think we'll see straight away at the start of the movie, you know, Joe has this quirky pet cat as well. It's fat. Mm. It's lazy. Is there for comic relief. Right. Doesn't really contribute too much to the movie, <laughs> unless you have this great idea. I do. So the whole reason I don't think he has a wife is because his wife isn't there at the bedside. Yeah, so okay. he might have a teacher, you know, as I say this. Unless year. she is giving birth in the hospital, which fits into the yeah. plot of the story. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Look, like, uh, I think he'll have a, a love interest, but not in a like huge right. way to the point where she's going to get knocked up throughout the course of the movie. Let's debate it later. Let's go through the middle of the okay. movie first. So he's I going... I thought we weren't going to argue. I thought we were on the same page. He he is... Well, we're kind of on the same page-ish. Yeah. Okay, so he's going to audition at the One Note Club yep. for his Appropriate band. Appropriate for Pixar movies, but yep. <laughs> I, I tease. And this is a band that he idolizes. Yeah. And he's really excited. So he went and saw Dorothea Williams when he was a child, and I think maybe it was like an iconic performance of hers that he saw that got him into jazz in the first place. I think place. that's right. And that's why he wants to be a part of her group, because yep. you know this is a huge inspiration to him. So he auditions. He, I think he's going to be really nervous, but he... you know He nails he, it. He nails it. He's Ray um, Charles, of course. He, you know, it's Jamie Foxx. He feels the music and goes into the zone that, that musical zone and they love him and they say you know be back here at eight o'clock come back next week kid no tonight come, come back, back tonight. tonight and he's same day audition they, they were cutting it fine <laughs> yeah maybe someone dropped out yeah maybe maybe someone died <laughs> it's another soul they meet oh, in the realm geez. so he's over the moon he calls his mum. He yep. says, "Mum, I got the audition. We're gonna. I got the gig. We're gonna. We're gonna celebrate." Calls his barber. Says he needs a haircut. Yep. And I think there's gonna be a, a scene where there's gonna be a lot of near misses where we think he's gonna die, yep. like a car swipes. Yep. I think he, we see that in the trailer. He nearly sw- like slips over, and then banana peels on the ground. Eventually, people walking past holding <laughs> like a glass sheet of glass. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually, hilariously, he falls down a manhole. Yep. Uh, and we all laugh. What a horrible way to go. Like, presumably, because, his uh, mangled body lands into the yeah, sewers. Because uh, someone was irresponsible. Raw sewage seeps and, into his, his veins. And left the manhole open. Yeah. And I think, like the trailer, it's going to be shown, like, he falls down the manhole and he's... We see his soul dropping. Little, so he's going to be a little blobby Casper. character for the rest of the movie now. Casper the Friendly Ghost. And he's going to fall to this abyss as yeah. that character. And he still has his hat and glasses, for some reason. Yeah, because they're a part of his preordained soul. Of course. That's the rule. He was born with glasses. Yeah. His soul was made with they glasses. They knew that his eyes were going to falter. And a hat. Yeah. Um, and they knew it was going to be sunny. Now, a little bit about this world. I think it's going to start materializing around him. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, right. And um, by the look of the trailer, he's going to be on a conveyor belt heading to heaven. Heaven. It, well, the afterlife. The yeah. great beyond. And what we see in the trailer is he talks to somebody in the queue, I guess, and asks what's going on. And this, like, we're off to the great beyond. Yeah, this soul is, um, I guess, at peace with what's going on. Yeah. So like, yeah, you know. I was in a jazz quartet, but now I'm here going up. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was you? Oh, I, man. I lived my dream and now I'm uh, going to die now. Well, I think the whole reason that he has the ability to sort of like break his bonds, I don't think this is something that they're going to go into too much in the movie. Maybe they will, but I don't think they will really. I think the whole reason that he's able to like break the cycle, get out of this bond of going up and being drawn to the afterlife. Yep. I think the whole reason he is able to escape is because for the first time in his life, he's following his dream. Yeah. He feels more alive at the moment of his death than he did his whole life. So he feels that his time isn't right. So he has the ability to slip through the invisible wall and vanish into the great before. Also, it's not a fact that he died. It's the fact that his soul and body got departed yeah. from each other. So so presumably when he fell down the manhole, he fell into a coma and he's inching towards death. But the reason that he's still alive and remains in a coma is because his soul refuses to pass on to the other world because he feels that, you know... He has business. He has unfinished business in the world. He's going to come back as Gandalf the White. Uh, he jumps out of that escalator bit and manages to, you know, push past through the fabric force of, field. Yeah, the fabric of the universe. And then presumably falls and goes through different layers of yeah. stuff. Existential universe, whatever. Yeah, and ends up in the great before, which is the area where souls are made. That's right. So we're going to have some fish out of water stuff, I think. So from what I understand, this area, the great before, they have a school called the U Seminar. Yeah. Where it's all about discovering who you are and developing your personality, your your traits, your quirks, whatever, before they send you into the huge void to float down to Earth and inhabit a body, presumably a baby. Yeah, so there's this big hole in and the Are center. we to presume that all of these souls are human souls? Is there a, like a universe for animals and other insects and it- you know what? Living it wouldn't, beings? I reckon... Or are they like, oh, we, we just want to focus on humans because humans are the only ones with souls. <laughs> I, I think that... Because some religious beliefs don't believe that any other creature has a soul. Like, they don't believe monkeys have souls. They okay. don't believe dogs have souls. So right. they might not want to offend people of those persuasions. I, I think there will be... It'll be said that there are different divisions. And right. it'll be like... This is the cat universe. The assumption is is that there's like a human division or many, maybe many human divisions. Right. And then oh, there interesting. Is, and then there's like a cat division and like... You know, uh, like a plant division, maybe because right. plants might have souls. So yeah, maybe we don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't know. Maybe an alien one. You know, the universe is a very big place. So there's no, many no. This divisions. is just specifically Earth. The Earth is the center of the universe, Manny D. There's Fine. no life on any other planets Fine. in the universe. It's Disney. It's Pixar. Fine. Deal with it. But it'll be like there is the capacity for other areas. Yeah. So sure. he's here again. I don't think that's Joe. something they'll focus on because that's not the point. But they could mention it. And Joe's going to meet our plucky comic relief side character twenty two soon. I think. Yes, absolutely. So um, obviously he's going to wander around and be like, "What is this place?" And it will just be like ten minutes of exposition of uh, everyone explaining. We'll have a few gags in yeah. there, or it's just like this is where you learn that you're going to be. I don't know, fat. So I reckon <laughs> there'll be a gag here that one of the creatures that creates. The souls. Some of the weird sketch people. Yeah, remembers every single soul they've ever created. So I think they're going to be like, Joe, Well, there's a guy with a mustache. There's a soul with a mustache and a a scepter who we see at one point in the movie. I think he comes in and do it later, though. Okay, fair enough. He's the guy that they go back into the them. He shows them Joe's comatose body. Yeah, that's right. And then they leap into it somehow. Yeah. Both of them, which yeah. is confusing. But I think I think there'll be a gag here that whatever these deities are, they know exactly who Joe is. They're like, I remember making you a soul. You yeah. uh, you had glasses and yeah, a hat. Yeah, you're into like, jazz, jazz, aren't you? Yeah. You're two-dimensional, aren't you? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I reckon that'll be a gag. Now, one of the things... It's like, you love pizza, don't you? That was all me. Yeah, that I, I put the pizza in. That was my brand. That was my idea. Yeah. Others disagreed, but I decided to put that in there. You know, I, I thought it was so bold and uh, unpredictable to make a New Yorker like pizza. <laughs> 
maybe as well, because we see a scene in the trailer where they're like counting how many souls are going into yeah. the afterlife. And they're like, wait, there's one soul that's not there. So Can do we think- talk about the obnoxious, I can't tell if it's supposed to be an Australian accent or a New Zealand accent because it's that bad yeah, of that? The, the person doing the count. I didn't notice it. Oh, it is so obnoxious. I'm going to put it as like the end stinger of this episode okay. just so everyone can hear how awful it is. All right. But, uh, I suppose our American listeners or our UK listeners or wherever you we are. We just sound like that to them. That's what we sound like to you. But it's like, oh, I do the count and the count's never been off. But now the count is off. It's like so obnoxious and so disgusting that no, I'm like, oh, that. Jesus there Christ. I know it's supposed to just be a bit, but I'm sure I can guarantee you 100% it's not an Australian actor. <laughs> and if it is, it's a person from Victoria. <laughs> Damn those Victorians. Because whenever a Victorian is in a movie, this is like a little veer off to the side. Whenever you get a Victorian. They're not real Australians, okay? When you get a Victorian in a movie, they always like put on like this really old, out of date, like a hundred years ago Australian accent. Oi, copper. Oi, copper. Here's your going. Like- Here's your going. Yeah. Let it go, Kieran. Let All it right. go. All right. So I was thinking that these people that were in charge of the count or whoever would try to find Joe to yeah. fix the situation. Up. Yeah, they could be like soul police running around trying to yeah, catch him. Just to to add a little bit of like there's a ticking clock. Yeah. He's gonna try clock. and find his way back to his body before they forcefully drag exactly, him up to heaven. Exactly. But then I thought maybe cause he's here in the great beyond, the other deities, whatever they're called, I wish they had the a name. The scribble people. The scribble people are like, Okay, well you're already an established soul, so maybe you can help these younger souls. You like know. they recruit him as a teacher. Yeah. Well, he is a teacher. Yeah, I suppose so. So it kind of works. He's a middle school teacher. And then they assign him to 22 and his job is to get 22 excited about living and get her wanting to go into the world. So he can Yeah, only- I, I thought it would happen more organically than that. Yeah. So while he's wandering around getting all his, you know, the great before exposition, he wanders into the U seminar. Yeah, and he sees Richard Aote's scribble character explaining, "Oh, in the in the human world, That's we a great do this." By the way, <laughs> thank you. In the human world, they're shit at driving. <laughs> Most of you will probably die in a car accident. No, they won't do that. But yeah, he'll be explaining it. And then 22 will be the really outspoken one, as we see in the trailer saying, oh, the earth sucks. Why would anyone want to go there? Why would you want to live there? There's all this poverty. You know, you guys sent down Hitler and look what that did. Yeah. You feel when you get slapped, yeah. you're going to die anyway. You know, What's you're, you're going to get man? sick. You're going to get a virus. You're going to feel pain. You're going to feel loss. And then, of course, you're going to have to watch DreamWorks movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Lesser studios. <laughs> and then Joe will overhear this and will be like, hold on, wait, wait, hold on a minute. Like, there's so much more to life than worrying about, you know, getting sick, or worrying about being poor. And then that leads us into the rest of the you movie. You can buy that's merchandise. Why, yeah, that's why I do. You can go get a Happy Meal. Yeah. Yep. No, I like that. And So more so than being assigned to this person, he's like, well, look, I need to convince you that there's way more to life because, you know, I, I didn't have the most perfect life, but, you know, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. I wouldn't be the soul that I am today if it wasn't for my experiences. So then we have this whole contrasting opinions of are you formed before birth? Are you destined to be that one person or are you shaped by your experiences? Yeah. Because he says, you know, there was this one time I was riding my bike through the park and then the neighborhood bully Paul, he stuck a like a stick into the front wheel and I fell on the ground. And and I wouldn't be the man that I am today if I didn't harden up and punch Paul in the face. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I was just trying to figure out a way to get the two of them together. But maybe it's yeah. just as simple as 22 doesn't want to leave. She's been there forever. For hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. So what better guide to this world yeah. than her? Like I said, I think Done. he'll be like her, her teacher 
organically. Like he wants yeah. to prove a point. Yeah, so he'll want to prove a point that life is worth living. And I think in this realm, you can They've got to get of... in that poop gag of eating the pizza and it <laughs> shooting out their ass. Yeah. I think you can materialize things at will in this void. Yeah. Because otherwise... Well, we have a journey through his memory. Yeah. So... Obviously, I think they'll see either a scribble person or some sort of like soul being who has the ability to... Maybe your guy with the scepter. Yeah, to review his whole life experiences. And so he can show all these different points in his life as a, as as a flashback. An, as an important lesson yeah. to 22. Yeah, so we get to see him as a young person. As watching, a young buck. Watching the jazz performance yeah. that inspires him. I reckon there's going to be a love story in there because we see that in the trailer. Yeah. We see him holding hands with a with a woman. So maybe it's that. We also see him with a child. Maybe it's the Pixar classic of he had a wife, but she died. Yeah, because we see him with a child as well um, in the trailer. We see him holding hands with a child. I didn't think that was him. Wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was a completely different person with a child. Oh, okay. It could be him as a child. Oh, that's what I think it is. I think it's his... Dad? His father with him oh, as a child. Do you think his dad's not going to encourage his jazz pursuits? No, I think... Be a teacher, son. What I think I think it'll be played more tragically than that. I think his dad will be encouraging. He will be a nice guy. And then at a point in the movie, he'll have to confront the memory of when his father died. And of course, 22 will be like, oh, why would you want to li- live in a world where the people you love die yeah and he goes well that's an important part of being a human yeah is compassion having this loss so you know good thought to love and care for people we need some tear jerkers in this movie good idea so i think he'll be in a single parent in his childhood we'll see that he grew up in a single parent family as they always are yeah that's the standard pixar trope these days but the mother died for example wait wait the mother is in the movie though he calls oh shit sorry the father dies. Yeah, the father dies. Yep, yep. So he's not a single parent family. He's definitely a father. The father was a huge presence in his life and right. then he died. Died young and then it was just his mother the entire way through. That's right. right. Yeah. All right, cool. And, and then we'd... we'll have several tear jerking moments where we'll see. Yeah. Young love. We'll see, you know, him being bullied. We'll see yep. him trying to be a musician. We'll see, you know, the hurdles with being a musician, maybe the things that he, you know. One thing that I definitely think would be in the movie, and I, I want to put it out there, we'll see his bully, he's being bullied by Paul. Paul is like his comic sort of like neighborhood rival, as they say. His well, nemesis. It said he's his rival, so I just his thought it was like that's what it said. I, it was. I just thought it was like a neighbor who he was just competitive with. I, I think when they say nemesis, it literally means like a bully, but you know, not in okay. the old nineteen eighties way of like giving him a swirly or whatever. It's just a guy who's mean to him. And then we'll have a point in the movie back in the real world where he will forgive Paul. Like you'll see Paul around the neighborhood and be like, "Look, Paul, I know you're an asshole." but I forgive you because you helped shape my life experiences. You forced me through your bullying to confront things head on, not to be scared, not put myself down when people make fun of me. And maybe Paul himself is... Um, I like to imagine Paul's like a homeless guy in present day. You know, he was he was like a rich kid growing up <laughs> and he'd always laugh at Joe. And then next thing you know, he's walking around on the street picking up discarded cigarettes. I don't know. I don't think it'll be too cruel. I don't think it'll no, be... of course you know, not. It'll be very, 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 very toned down because yeah. I think the tone of this movie will be life is happy, everyone's great, no bad people exist. Yeah. You know, the only uh, obstacle is people need to follow things that they love rather yeah. than not doing that. So. And that, and as we said before, the whole life experience is shaping who you are as a person. Yeah. So you're not really destined yep. to be one specific the, thing. The tragedies in life shape you. Yeah. But they're very... And the good things as well. They're very warm tragedies, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's all a part of explaining this to 22 and we're also explaining this to the audience as yep. well. Yeah. So goes through this... And I think the, the, the journey through the great before will be like inside out. If you remember how they went through the whole 
different facets of the mind. Yeah. We saw all different things. Uh, I think we're going to see the full soul creating process. Yeah. And they'll journey around. They'll go through his memories. We'll see all these different facilities and factories, essentially. And Dedicated as, to certain yeah. things of the soul. And as we move around, we'll get a different like life lesson from yeah. Joe to 22. Cool. And yep. some comedic bits, of course, in quotation marks <laughs> from 22 as we go. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes to a point where they find... Joe in his present state, yeah, expecting to find a gravestone or something. Maybe Joe's yeah. like, I want to see. Well, what Joe happened. thinks he's presumably he's dead the yeah, whole time. Like, yeah. that's it. I've got no chance of coming back to life. Yeah, and then we will be revealed. It will be revealed to us, the audience, that oh, hang on, I'm still alive. I'm in a coma. I have a chance to come back. Come back. So it doesn't have to be the end. He is with this um, soul that has a scepter. So maybe they speak to him. Maybe they're like, Hey, can yeah. you show me my body? Show me how my family's doing because I want to yeah. know how my family's doing. I want to. I want to show twenty two that even though I'm dead things matter People, yeah but you can see the same way that how I had to recover and cope and go through the stages of mm. grieving when my father died you'll see that my family has to do yeah. the same thing but specifically my mother and my cat <laughs> and have then, to do the same thing when I died and then he sees a big portal in the ground yeah. and sees wait I am still alive oh my god I have a chance at this and then leaps in with 22 yep. into the material world and he will occupy his body yep. and 22 will occupy the cat's body the cat's body yeah so the cat's soul gets forcibly removed and replaced by because I did think that as well mm. I did think that the cat might end up with 22's soul but that's kind of like cruel for 22 where it doesn't become a new life it becomes like yeah. an old fat lazy cat <laughs> Yeah. Like, so that doesn't really work for me so I think it'd be more realistic if the soul just inhabited like a baby's body in the maternity ward so I don't think so so not at this point in the movie at least I think there's going to be a section of the movie that Joe will get his soul back and then he gets to kind of fix he'll wake up and go where's 22 he'll fix his life he'll like this is the climax of the movie where he achieves all of his dreams he runs to the half note club still exactly in his uh, hospital well, yeah. gown with his ass like flapping yeah. in the breeze yeah so I guess at this stage we think that Joe is only in his body for a temporary time frame so he's got to you know fix all of his issues and, yeah. and things before he can pass on to the afterlife so that's this is like his second chance now I think 22 because of her character being like cutesy and funny and whatnot won't occupy a human character I think it'll be an animal that will help him do this but then they'd be admitting that animals have souls well maybe it's a dead animal then. oh god can you not like see like the cat gets run over and then it comes back to life as a zombie cat can, can you pet not, cemetery style can you not see that Joe comes back from the coma he tells his mother he loves him he tells the girl he likes his mother's a man tells his mother he loves her tells you know the woman he's into that he's into her yeah, let's go for coffee sometime let's go to coffee sometime oh. And then he performs at the One Note Club and everyone yep. applauds him. He gets his like moment in the sun. And couldn't you not see like a bird or something with no, uh, I think 22 be voice like helping him along no, the way? No, I think it'd be better where, you remember how before I said like just passing a maternity ward in the hospital, he thinks, you know, that baby could be 22. It might not. That would say more about it because then 22 has the opportunity to live an entire life and well, be that... shaped by the experiences rather than being stuck in a fucking bird or a cat. <laughs> well, but, but I think that's just going to be for this point of the movie. Oh, and then... I was cynical for so many hundreds of years now. Now I'm going to live for four. Yeah. Well, no. What I was thinking was it was all going to happen. I'm not going to have any human experiences. That <laughs> was the whole point of me being taught about human experiences and life and loss. I'm not going to gain anything from that by being a fucking animal. She's going to. What I think Here it is. Happen, <laughs> we said that this right, wouldn't right, happen. Right, right. Like, Hear me out. Hear me out. 
She's going to occupy a vessel just to help Joe fulfill his dreams. Oh, you're saying this is a temporary thing? It's a temporary thing. All right. And I, then might, I might have through, to, just for the sake of argument, agree with yeah, you. Through this experience, then she realizes, oh, I actually really kind of get this whole life thing. And she voluntarily then gets an actual body that's going to like be Like a baby body. Like a baby body. Now, I thought it was going to be Joe's baby, but you disagree with that? Yeah. So it's going to be like he walks past a baby in the... It could be a baby in a pram in the street. Yeah, it, at the end of the movie, we realize like, that, that baby looks just like 22. You know, Joe Joe does his performance, everyone claps, and then he realizes, oh, actually, I don't have to die now. Maybe the scribble yeah. people are like, you know what? You know, you're all good. You've you still went got, before your time. You went before your time. You're all good. He's like, mistake. oh, my God, that's great. Awesome. And he's like, oh, no. And he has to say goodbye to 22. And it's a real tearjerker moment. But then she leaves and then he's living his life. And then he walks past a baby and the baby does the stupid. So how are we going to see all this if he's back in his body? What do you mean? Oh, you're saying that they decide this before he goes back to his body? Or no, I think it's got to be after his body. Maybe but how? How will he know what's going on in the great before while he's back in the human world? Maybe 22 tells him. Maybe she's just like in her... What, she's connected to the, the yeah. other world while she's in a like a bird body oh, or the I cat body? Anything like, could happen. Can you happen. understand why I think this is silly, Matty D? Anything could happen. That's just how I see this movie going. Right, okay. So, okay, what, what do you think is going to happen? Well, exactly like I said before, it's basically the wrap of the movie will be him jumping back into his body. He wakes up, he goes, where's 22? has yep. no idea and then we'll see something to indicate that 22 is a baby and uh, well but you see it's the, the weird thing about that is when 22 sort of like dragged along for the ride it looks like she's going against her will yes. so it would be kind of strange yes. for her to come and inhabit a body against yes. her will so yeah I, I can see your point there also it does it feels like a weird payoff like him just jumping into a void he has to earn his yeah. life back yeah I guess you're right there I mean it, they could do the the whole body swap thing it could be a body swap comedy where he thinks he's going to go inhabit his body but he ends up inhabiting for example his cat as you yeah say. right cool and then they're stuck in the wrong bodies mm-hmm. for a portion hilarity and so they have to work out a way we've got to kill ourselves we've got to run outside and be run over so we can go where are back. the manholes where are all the <laughs> Manholes. Yeah. So we are in agreement that Joe's going to live at the end of this. Yeah, or will, I initially thought that will it, it was going to be a joker. I'm I'm ready to die now. No, I, I think it's going to be surprised that he's in a coma, even though they showed that in the trailer. But I think we think that he's going to be dead. But then he's given this second chance. We're given our uplifting ending. But I initially thought when I first read about the movie, when I first saw that teaser trailer, that he was dead meat the whole time. Yeah, like, me too. He had to accept the fact that he he was going to die, but he would be he take he can take solace in the fact that 22 would go on and live a life and then learn from the lessons, the mistakes that he made as he explained to her yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah, That was my initial thought. I'm like, Me yep, too. that's really clean. But no, I think they'll do the thing of he'll be alive with a new lease on life. Agreed. And so what are we saying is going to happen at this end portion of the movie? Oh, geez. We really are divided. So you reckon he'll go back into his body with like an animal companion that will talk? So what I think will happen, this is my pitch. Not really realistic. He goes back into his body, 22's in an animal body. She helps him fulfill the best day of his life. And then he finds out somehow, maybe he goes back to the great beyond because that's the time limit he has. And they say, you know what? You're actually all good. You can go back. Back and and forth. Like we just brought you back to say you can go back. We didn't didn't, didn't say like, fuck it, let him stay there. He didn't get sent back there. He like, yeah, I know. He cheated. As you say, it does seem a little unearned. Yeah, but, you know, maybe so then, that's what people who wake up from comas are like. They they had to fight to get back maybe, to their body. Maybe, but then they tell him, you know what, you're you're all good, and then he has to say a tearful goodbye to twenty two, and she tells him, you know what, I'm actually going to give this life a yeah. try. I like that. I do like that. He comes back into his body. Life is great. He gets a second chance. 
everything's all daisies. Now, my idea was he was going to give, like his wife was going to give or his girlfriend was going to give birth to a baby that turns out to be 22, but it can just be a random baby on the street yeah. that does the funny dance she does in the trailer and he's like, hang on a like second. Like a newborn baby doing that hang dance. Hang on a no, second. I think it'll be something like offhanded that she mentions. Like, oh, yeah. oh, I really, I don't know. I like to suck two thumbs or whatever. And then he sees a baby sucking both <laughs> thumbs. Yeah. Sucking two thumbs. That's something that like a baby could do, mm. not necessarily a cowboy dance. Something that a baby could, it could be years down the track and he sees a child doing the same dance. Yep. Something like that. But yeah, anything. We're going to see either a baby or a child version, which could be 22, not confirmed. They probably will confirm it. But something will indicate that it's the same soul yep. in that body. I 100% agree with that. And that's going to be our nice heartwarming ending where yeah. Joe looks at this child and just smiles because 22 has the opportunity yeah. to live life. And that was the lesson that he taught her. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And so- the lesson that she taught him was appreciate things and go out on a risk. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go with your whole weird back and forth inhabiting... I think it would be better, though, if they went into the wrong bodies. But anyway... I mean, that would be funny. I'll just bring that up as an idea, a little concept. But yeah, if he goes back in the body and, you know, she's there as his bird slash cat sidekick the whole time. Yeah, I'll have to go with that for the sake of not you got to think of the plushies argument. they'll sell off it, you know? Yeah, well, they've already got all these cute soul characters anyway. That's right. Like, they turned fucking Joe into a cutie when he little cutie patootie soul man. <laughs> like, they couldn't help making their character cute. He was already, like, he wasn't, like, an ugly guy when he was a human. They could probably sell, like, a little action figure of him. Yeah, like but a- they're going to be mass marketing like the, the little cute soul version of him. Oh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm going to have to go with your weird theory there just because there's holes in my argument. But I'm going to say if you're wrong and I am right about my point about when he jumps into that void and re-inhabits his body, if it's just as simple as that, yep. I don't know. I'm just going to deserve kudos points or something. Sure, down absolutely. The I'll, I'll eat my hat. I'll bring yeah. a hat in for that episode and I'll eat it in front of you. Great. And it'll just be like the rest of the recording. It'll just be <laughs> just yeah. you devouring. Just a hat. Me devouring a hat. Yeah, wow. Which is lucky because when my soul was created, they were like, oh, this yeah. Maddie D soul. He's going to eat a hat at one point. Likes eating hats. Yeah. And his own words. And his own we, words. As we learn from some of our actual spoilers episodes. That's a wrap. Anyway. So that's a wrap, I think. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. I don't feel 100% confident on this one. How do you feel? Uh, definitely everything except for the end, I think we've nailed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the ending can go either way, but I think we've got, we've got an Our idea. ending's a mess. I yeah. hope the movie isn't that messy because otherwise it's going to bomb. <laughs> but I think we're pretty much on. I, I feel pretty confident, actually. Okay. I yeah. think, I'm not I think too confident just because, yeah, you sort of threw a lot of my ideas out the window, but they were full of holes anyway, so I'm not too <laughs> concerned. It's all good. So, But, you know, I think I think we're on the right track with it. I think we've got like 80% of the movie. All right. I think we're just going to have to take comfort in that. We'll see when the movie comes out. If we it comes out, who knows in this crazy, crazy yeah. time? Well, if it doesn't come out in November slash December, it's going to come out on video on demand. They're yeah. going to have to do it because, you know, yeah. it has to be released And maybe year, by that contractually. time... I'll quit my day job and, uh, you know, this movie will inspire me to quit yeah. my day job and I'll become a jazz musician. Fingers crossed. Screw it. Yeah. As long as you can still podcast it, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be great. It'll be beneficial to everyone, especially you. Yes. So if you think we're absolutely dead wrong, if Matty D's ideas are stupid, if tell my me, ideas are stupid. Tell me to my face, you cowards. Yeah. <laughs> Come and find us in the street and shout at us. We no. have several places that you can get in contact with us. If you have your own theory on the plot, if you think one of us is more right than the other, you can let us know at several locations. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. You can find us on Instagram you as can. managed by Matty D or Twitter. Or you can find us on Facebook if you're against email or if you're against leaving comments and being public you can send us a dm on facebook you can just look for the potential spoilers podcast page yeah you can tell us how trash join our family <laughs> yeah join our family 
Give us a like. We'll give you one too. That's right. Yes. So let us know what you think. And before we go, before we wrap it up for another episode, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about next week. Let's. I'm very excited about this one. And we're going to be taking a highway to the danger zone. <laughs> we're going to take off. To the sequel to 1986. I think it was 86. Could be wrong. Could be 84, 87. Who knows? We'll find out by next week. It's going to be the upcoming Tom Cruise vehicle, Top Gun Maverick. That's right. Now, I know a lot of people have asked me personally when we're going to cover this movie. So, it's going to be next week. So, we're going to talk all things Maverick, Goose, Iceman, Planes. Rooster. Rooster. Son of Goose. Homoerotica. Volleyball scenes. The whole shebang. There better be a homoerotic sports scene in this upcoming movie. If not. I'm going to write one into my plot. You better do one as well. I can't wait to see what it is. I think Tom Cruise will force that in the movie. Yeah. Well, just naturally. (laughs) Like, he can't help himself. Yes, so we'll be talking about uh, Top Gun. Yeah, so you can let us know what you think is going to happen in that movie as well before then. And let us know what you want to happen in a Top Gun movie as well. Yes, please. It's always more interesting, I think. Yeah, and so until we put on our flight suits, have a great week. See you then. This weird. What is it? 151,000 souls go into the great beyond every day, and I count every single one of them. The counts off. Listen, stop being such a bogan. You're razzing me with some real nonsense. Leave it out. You see? You're doing it now. You're doing a terrible Australian accent and you're using the slang all wrong. Can't you hear it? If you're trying to be a dag with me, Doc, I want to tell you right now, I don't think it's very funny. I'm not being a dag. This is my natural accent.